0: Hello and welcome to the My First Five Years podcast. I'm Alistair Bryce Clegg.
1: And I'm Jenny Johnson and we're the founders of My First Five Years, an activities and child development app for parents.
0: So not another podcast, I hear you cry, but yes is the answer and we've created this one because we just wanted to help parents to find the joy in parenting again and also to ditch some of that guilt and worry that we know comes along with being a mum and a dad.
1: Absolutely, I think we spend a lot of time around parents and we hear just so much about the worries and anxieties about are the children doing this, are they doing the right thing as parents. Are the children where they're meant to be with their education and their development? And I think what we want to really, really try and help parents to do is to relax and enjoy the journey. Because the journey is the journey and your child is your child. And if we can really start to appreciate the child we have in front of us and understand what we can best do for that child, not everybody else's child, and really stop that sort of comparison thing that just seems so endemic now in in how parents think, you know, what's everybody else doing? What's everybody else's child doing? What's everybody else's parenting style? And help give parents their confidence and their power back. That would be my dream.
0: And so what we're going to do is take all the experience that Jenny and I have got from all of the work that we've done, decades it comes to.
1: Don't rub it in. (laughs) Not too many
0: decades, (laughs) but decades. And what we're going to do is just bring you some of that knowledge that will hopefully make you feel like a more empowered parent. So in this first episode we're just going to tell you a little bit about who we are, how we got here, what was our journey and also to support you on yours.
1: And I think you really didn't need to talk about those decades. (laughs) I would like to be living under that illusion that there's not decades of experience here. No, the decades count. No, they do, they do, they make the difference to be fair.
0: So this is why we decided to create My First Five Years. So, Jenny, I reckon we met, what, about 10 years ago now?
1: Probably more like 15, getting back to the we are (laughs) old thing.
0: (laughs) There we are old. So what were you doing 15 years ago when I first came into your life?
1: So 20 years ago, I founded a childcare group because I couldn't find childcare that I was happy with for my girls. And in doing so, I really sort of shook up what childcare was all about and what parents' expectations could be of their childcare provider. And whilst 20 years ago is a long time ago and things have massively moved on now and the nursery provision that's typically available for parents is fantastic, back 20 years ago, that wasn't the case. So I very much set up my nursery to become the exemplar nursery and the place that people would want to send the children and the children would want to spend their day and we did really really well with that our nursery group was recognized as the top quality nursery group by an independent body and we got lots of fabulous feedback but I always wanted to improve our offering and this is where you came in because I asked you to come along with your early years expertness um, <laughs> and fresh eyes and come and spend some time in my nurseries looking at how we were delivering our our childcare and it's fair to say you had some constructive feedback But I think what I love about Alistair and what you'll get to know about Alistair, he has, he is an expert in his field and he has strong views, rightly so, about what's best for children. But when he's politely pointing out that we could maybe have been doing better, he did it in a way that I was willing to listen because it was delivered with humour and also, you know, compassion that you wanted to work with us and support us to improve what we did. So I opened the door to this criticism, which you rightly gave nicely with a smile. And I think we. (laughs) We used to call those meetings the tenor lady meetings because I literally just used to laugh till I cried (laughs) um, at the self-reflection of how we could be doing things better. But actually that started an unexpected journey for me because I'm a mum of three girls And I think when we met, my third girl was about one, two years old. It also got me reflecting about my parenting and how I could parent better, knowing what you were sharing with me. So the journey didn't end up just being a professional journey. It ended up being a personal journey as well. And I think that's one of the reasons I am so, so passionate about sharing knowledge with parents, because I know the power and the empowerment that gave me as a parent to be a better parent, but not to be a better parent by working harder, to be a better parent by relaxing, trusting yeah, the journey, trusting myself, and and listening to experts, but listening to experts that delivered content in a way that was enjoyable to listen to and just made sense. So actually, for me, opening the door to you and bringing you into my life bring you into my life you know what I mean but it just (laughs) it's made a big difference it's made a big difference to me as a parent and it's made a big difference to me professionally and then we've ended up decade later working together but we can cover that later
0: yeah and I think Obviously, you've got three girls, I've got three boys, and I think what we are never saying is that we are perfect parents.
1: We are definitely not saying that. Yeah, we
0: are <laughs> definitely not saying that. Literally, if you could be a fly on the wall in some of our coffee conversations, you would know we are definitely not perfect parents with not perfect children. But what we are talking about is a way of approaching parenting that's realistic, but yep. also just makes more sense because it's backed by science and research. And as you were saying, Jenny, it's less Effort for a parent because it's using the everyday to really help your children to develop as opposed to trying to create moments of development.
1: So, maybe you tell everybody a little bit more about you and why I was willing to listen to you and why I was willing to invite you into my business and considered you that expert voice, which of course you are, but tell parents a little bit more about Uh, you.
0: Back to the decades again. So, (laughs) 30 years ago now, I qualified as a teacher. and had a career in teaching. I specialised in early years, but then moved into headship and I was head of a three-form entry early years uh, school for 10 years and we opened the northwest of england's first purpose-built early years unit which i know is a thorn in your side because you did it about two years after me but at least I got you there, always but. like
1: to rub that in i'm convinced i was first but <laughs> hey ho i'll let <laughs> so it go we're not
0: first i was first anyway <laughs> so we opened this early years unit which was all about children in the early years having a play based approach to learning and it was really successful and as a result of that I got asked to go and talk to lots of other people about what we did and why we did it and what the vision was around learning through play for children. And that became, over a period of about two years, a consultancy business, which I then went and did full-time. And for the past 10, 11 years, I've just travelled all over the world talking to people about early years and early years' practice. And so for me, again, I've built a huge bank of knowledge from really watching and listening to other people, because I think that's how you build, wherever an expert is, that's how you build your expertise, partly by doing it, but also by seeing what other people do. And then, again, thinking around how children develop and how, if parents knew even just a little bit of what early childhood educators know, and it's not stuff that you need necessarily to have a degree or a master's or a doctorate to understand, it's really common sense stuff that's linked to what you see in front of you, you actually think about parenting in a different way. So if you can see what sometimes is really frustrating, or you find frustrating as a parent in terms of what your child is and isn't doing, but you see that in its developmental capacity, and you suddenly begin to recognize that actually when they're doing that, yes, that might be a bit annoying as a parent, but actually it's showing sense of development, then you sometimes reframe your thinking and you accept it as, well, yes, it's a bit annoying, but at least I can see a positive in it rather than just, this is annoying behaviour.
1: But it changed so much of how I parented in some of those Big things that we do obsess about as parents. So if I think about some of the big milestones that I would have worried about traditionally, it would have been things like reading, writing, math. that stuff that comes a little bit later. Yeah. Not the baby, baby stuff, yeah. but the stuff that, you know, two, three, four, five, they're beginning to, yeah. to do. And I know with my older two girls, I was very traditional in how I approached things. It was sort of sit down because we're going to learn this stuff. And we'd sit down with sheets of paper and we'd copy out shapes and repeat them and repeat them and repeat them. (laughs) And when I look back, it is like doing lines. When you're older (laughs) in school, that's actually a punishment. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, as a parent, I was thinking that was a good idea of how to teach my child to write. And then you shared with me a totally different approach that was all grounded in play. And what I really began to value was that play wasn't something that we were getting done and out of the way so that we could sit down at the kitchen table and start learning. There was no lines between the two. It was all about play. And really, I loved... um, You wrote a book about teaching children to write. What was it called? Getting
0: Ready to Write. Getting Ready
1: to Write. But it was all about, like, using wands and Jedi swords and all sorts of things, writing writing in the air... Pardon? Lightsapes, Jedis don't have swords. (laughs) My Jedis have swords.
0: (laughs) Your Jedis can have swords if you want. Jenny Jedis have swords. (laughs) Exactly.
1: But um, it just totally changed how I did things. And life got easier. Because Olivia, who is the third child that had the benefit of all this knowledge, had the more fun version of us as parents. Because we just did everything completely differently. And valued the process. Yeah, I
0: think parents want the child to have the best outcomes absolutely so so do I you think back to I want them to read I want them to write because they're really important key skills but as a parent your last memory of Mm -hmm. how you learn to do those things is probably solid and based in kind of primary school secondary school Mm -hmm. and what parents don't know because why would they it's actually there is a really clear developmental path to becoming a reader to becoming a writer
1: that starts from birth
0: absolutely starts from birth and is linked heavily to play and when you understand what that path is then yeah. it, it's a penny drop moment where you think oh well actually if i want them to be successful writers i don't need to be sitting at the table which yep. i did with good intent yeah actually i probably need to be out swinging on a climbing frame yep. or developing those upper body muscles or looking at have that hand eye coordination or developing that in palm grip and all of those things i can do with play dose, you know building construction making mm-hmm. the tea yeah so it's about just Letting parents know that mm-hmm. actually this is the way that children learn to read, this is the way that children learn to write. And this, you as a parent can do loads of that stuff, mm-hmm. but you can do it through your everyday interactions and play. And what happens is children love it because they're playing and don't realise they're learning. Yep. Whereas what they learn very quickly is, which we've all done, when you sit around the kitchen table... And you're like, come on, we're going to do this. And it starts to become torturous. It
1: is. It's forced. It's just no fun.
0: Everything after that becomes miserable. And every time you say, come on, let's do it, doesn't matter how enthusiastic you are, they're like, oh, no, not spellings again.
1: Yeah. And that's what we're all about with my first five years. We literally, we had this idea about what if we could put this knowledge into the hands of parents in a fun and engaging way. And we have spent the last two years of our life trying to deliver exactly yeah. that through our app. And we think we're going to change the world, parent at a time. That's our intent. And it will make such a difference to, to children if we can persuade parents that this approach is effective, because we all still want the best for our children. Yeah. But what we're saying is, there's a way to get to the best a different way, and it's not probably the way that you thought it was.
0: And it's gonna create these curious, inquisitive, switched on children who are learning at their own individual rate, and that idea that we're not doing the same thing as Jimmy down the street, or whatever it may be, because our child is unique. Mm -hmm. And I suppose for parents, it's about being able to notice the things you might not have noticed before and see them as significant, because they are significant, But if you don't know what you're looking for, then you can't see them.
1: I think that thing about noticing is really what I tuned into. And then as you're noticing these little things that your children have been doing in front of you all day, every day, you've just not necessarily appreciated what they were. You get this massive sense of momentum. Oh, they weren't doing that last week and they're doing that now. And I know what that means and I know how it ties into some of this bigger stuff that will come two or three years later. So yeah, that's the mission, sharing the joy. We really hope you've enjoyed listening today.
0: Yes, and if you've got any feedback for us, then please get in touch. And don't forget that you can rate, review and follow the podcast because that really helps.
1: But also, social media is great because oh, yeah. we can engage and have a full conversation on there. And it really helps us understand what you want to know so that we can make sure these podcasts are really tackling the subjects that you care most about. Most of our social media handles are at years with the five as the words.